1: And I'm Corey Yellen. Now, uterine cancer is the most common cancer of the female reproductive system, with more than 95% of such cancers beginning in the lining of the uterus called the endometrium. Now, uterine cancer is the sixth most common cause of cancer death among women in the United States. Now, after being diagnosed in March of this year with uterine cancer, our guest today began taking cannabis oil, And she recently got word that she is now cancer-free. But because she lives in an illegal state, she does not want us to use her real name and wants us to call her Honey. And Honey, you're the first woman I've ever called Honey outside of my wife. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Well, <laughs> oh, I' nice to be here. It, it is kind of fun, honey. You know, you will call the store, and they'll say, "Well, who should I call back?" And you say, "Honey," and they start to giggle. So, <laughs> 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 honey,
1: <and laughs> honey, what was it like for you when you got the news that you were cancer free?
2: Well, when I was when I got that news, I'm um, sitting right there in in front of the Natural Path, and and it occurred to me that through my whole journey. I hadn't envisioned hearing what I wanted to hear so I would I would have put that in there <laughs> had I thought of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's but it, go ahead.
2: It was it was extremely exciting. My husband was with me and and um we felt the presence of uh, I'm going to say source, god, universe, whatever you call your higher power. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. <laughs> You're going to hear me call that entity all kinds of things that are beautiful (laughs) and that that presence was with us as well and um it's the joy in my heart is so full like I'll just be walking around and it just spills out so I just start I just start to cry like it's just it's it's so exciting
1: (laughs) that's going to be hard for some people to relate to
2: yeah, well, I've worked really hard to raise my vibration to be there. I, I, like, I, I like it better there. So for those mm. who are listening, laughter raises your frequency. So I do a lot of laughing.
1: Okay, that's good. <laughs> so, so you get this diagnosis that you have cancer. What happens next?
2: Well, my husband and I were grocery shopping when I got the call, and um as soon as we got out of the store, we got in the car and we held hands and we immediately went to source. And we said, "We cancel all fear around this diagnosis. And we ask that you guide us, show us the way." And um you know, and then there were no more words exchanged on our drive home cuz you got to take it in.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And when I got home, we put away groceries, and I went out to the fire pit and burned some boxes. And I was standing there, and I was talking to the universe, and I'm like, I'm not ready to go. And I heard, we know. And I think that's kind of cool, too, that I come to learn through my journey that we have multiple opportunities in which to leave the planet or stay. And um, so I felt that my choice to stay was going to be honored, but I had to do the work and um, walk it out. So when I called Corey, short, right after I burned the garbage, I told her, I just see me walking through this. And that's exactly what I did.
1: Do you remember that, Corey?
3: I do. I do remember that because she was so positive.
1: Yeah, it's, um, I guess it's a contradiction to all the other people who raise, who experience fear, which is totally understandable when you get a diagnosis from the medical profession that you've only got months to live or you've got cancer and, and here are the treatment options we have. And I think, honey, what you knew intuitively was that there was another way, correct?
2: Absolutely.
3: And that fear fear would immobilize you.
2: Correct. Because
3: fear does that. I mean, it absolutely does. And, um, you know, when people come to me often, they're like, oh, my gosh, I sure hope this works. And with you, it was like, I don't remember your exact words, but it was like you just knew you were going to do this.
2: Well, I had listened to all the stories The people who went before me, um, their stories impacted my life. And I hope that my story impacts someone else's.
1: Oh, I think it will. I think uh, definitely. Every every person that we interview has a story that uh, may impact someone else around the world. And that's the purpose of... What we do here. That's why Corey and I got together and uh, established Cannabis Health Radio five years ago. And, um, I mean, Corey has been doing, um, helping people for, I guess, a decade now, Corey.
3: Yes. And
1: uh, she she saved, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of lives. And uh, I think your story is, is really exceptional because you didn't let fear drive what you did. You intuitively raised your vibration through laughter, and you just knew somehow that you were going to defeat this, beat it, or whatever term you want to use. Does that sound right to you, honey?
2: Yeah, I was was determined to hang on to that thread of life you know, and, and I was sick because I felt my life force waning. I don't care to feel that ever again.
1: <laughs> what were some of the so symptoms? We got, you, um, Go ahead. we
3: got you started on oil, um, and it was a multi-strain um, oil that you were taking. I think 4 to 1 ratio, um, high THC. Did you... You started doing it. Did you do it all orally or did you do suppository? Share a little bit of that time of, of what you were doing with the, with the oil, please.
2: Okay. Um, well, first of all, I know how busy Corey is. And I asked, I asked the universe to make a way. Um, and she got back to me like we were connected in 20 minutes of reaching out to her. And I know she was swamped on her end. So right out of the gate, I knew the universe was... Doing their part, they're going to open the doors for me. And remember, my job was to walk—just walk through those doors. So, um, Corey pointed me in the right direction, and um, I took cannabis oil. I, Corey, I was—I was on my treatment within a week. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that's—that's yeah, that's like amazing, right? Right. <laughs> so, I did um, an oral dose in the evening. And then the two doses during the day, I did rectally. And I did it that way for about two and a half months. And then I just decided to go all oral. Because by that time, I was so saturated that, like, if I smoked, I couldn't tell. I, I still can't tell. And I um, I'm I remain on probably about a third of a gram a day. I don't think I have to be on that much. I just really like it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's not to like, right? <laughs>
2: Truth be told, you will not sleep this well with anything else.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, Which sleep I, is one of the things.
2: Yeah, I think that's one of the superpowers of the plant because then your body can heal.
3: When did you know, honey, that it was working, that you were starting to turn it around? What was some of the signs that you got that that you were headed in the right direction?
2: Um, I guess I just continued to trust. I didn't really seek um, confirmation. I was just kind of...
3: When we into- spoke the other day, you talked about expelling tumors.
2: Ah, yes. We had some of that going on. Um, so one of the, in the very beginning, when I first started the diagnostic process... Um, when I came home that day, I really didn't feel good, and I had a fair amount of abdominal pain. And we have a frequency machine. So I got that out and I pulled up a frequency for pain and I used that to get through the pain. And I did pass um, two tumors that day. I'm gonna say they were about three inches in length and maybe an inch and a half thickness. and then it's kind of ovalish, right? So I was grateful that that was through, but I didn't know how much more was to come. And I just tried to have my mind be at ease. Whatever it was, I'm just going to walk through it. <laughs> and then um, about two and a half months, almost at the almost at 90-day mark, um, I passed another tumor. And that was a very interesting experience because I woke up that day and I came downstairs and I said to my husband, you know, I really don't feel good today. I feel like I'm going to throw up. And I took two steps towards the sink and threw up and, and pardon, pardon the graphics here, but
1: Mm -hmm.
2: this is, this is real. You know, our bodies are kind of a closed system for all practical purposes. And if you've ever had the flu and it comes out both ends, well, that's what my body did, but it helped expel the tumor out my vagina. And I was like, well, that's freaking miraculous. How cool is that? And then it was over. I, I wasn't ill the rest of the day and it was just done. So that was, that was when I knew, okay, I think we got this licked now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I stayed on the full gram because it was that close to the end, and I just kept going with a full gram um, probably for another six weeks.
3: How much oil did you take in total? Do you know, honey?
2: Um, Let me think. Probably I'm on in my 50, 50th gram.
3: 50 grams, right. So just to be really clear with to the listening audience, you did no chemo or radiation or surgery. Is that correct?
2: That's correct. You know, when I, when I got my diagnosis, um, I looked in a book called Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom by a, um, a female doctor, Christine Northrup. And um, she's a New York Times bestseller. Mm -hmm. She's really known in her field. (laughs) And I brought her name up at one of the doctor's appointments, and he didn't know her, so I knew I was done dealing with him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Which is crazy, because if you're interested in health, uh, Christine Northrup's name is quite popular.
2: Well, you should know her, right? Yeah. Anyway, when I came home and I looked in her book, when I figured out it was uterine that I was dealing with, and her book um, had three bullet points for if you're dealing with uterine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Look in your in your emotional life at these areas, and there were three things, but only one jumped out at me, and that was relationships, and I. I knew that that was my issue and my oldest son is estranged from the family and I sat there just in shock because what I was learning what the universe was revealing to me is that in fact those emotions that I thought I was dealing with I was stuffing more than I knew and I ended up in my opinion Giving myself the cancer. And I remembered when I got into natural health, there was um, a saying that was going around. This is like 15 years ago. And it was, emotions buried alive never die. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I thought that was cliche. And as I sat on the couch, I realized how real it is. And um, now I had to untangle that. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's not so hard. It, it's really just about learning to love yourself and forgive yourself and love others and forgive others. And I have a mantra that I kind of came up with while I was going through this. It's pretty simple. I know it. I am happy. I am healthy. I love. I am loved. I forgive. I am forgiven. Very simple. If we all just live like that all of our vibrations, and we'll be in that new world we really want to live in.
3: (laughs) I've told a lot of people about that mantra, and I do it myself constantly, and it's so empowering. It's very empowering. And I really like the way you're touching on the emotional component of cancer here, honey, because it is. There is an emotional component to cancer. And Ian, I think we've interviewed a few people that um, didn't truly overcome cancer until they dealt with the emotional component underneath that was going on as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's plenty of uh, scientific evidence that uh, we we keep our emotions trapped within our body and they can manifest themselves in, uh, in very serious illnesses. And honey, you're a perfect example. Your relationship with your eldest son, uh, I guess you probably thought about that over and over and over and over again consciously or subconsciously, and it manifested itself um, as uterine cancer. Does that sound right to you?
2: Well, yeah, doesn't it make total sense? I mean, where mm-hmm. did he come from? He started in my uterus.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You
2: know? So, yeah, it was very, it was blatantly obvious to me. Now, is this his fault? No, <laughs> it's on me. <laughs> I still oh. had to forgive him for, for his part, but bigger forgiveness was for myself
1: mm-hmm. yeah now are yeah. you were you working to uh, correct that estrangement
2: Um. The, uh, it's, it's up to the universe how that's all going to work out I love them and I send them love and I'm good and I'm no longer in the pain I was in
1: yeah something good will happen amen yeah <laughs>
2: Uh, something else I wanted to bring up is um, before, well, at, as you grow and you trust the universe, you'll begin to see that it actually puts things in your path before you need them. And one example would be that book of Christine Northrop's. Mm-hmm. I had just gotten that maybe three or four weeks prior to when I needed it. And um, prior to my diagnosis, um, I had set up a retreat for some friends at, um, at you know myself and friends, a healing yeah. retreat at at my sister-in-law's cabin. And that was before I got the diagnosis. So the universe clearly was gonna help me out. And one of the things we did at the retreat was we had a, a Reiki um, practitioner there. And if you're not familiar with Reiki, Um, It is a Japanese form of alternative medicine called energy healing. And boy, did my energy need some healing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was the most amazing experience. Um, You know, we worked with sage, you know, those sage sticks, because that will move energy. Um, So I learned that um, light and smoke, fire will move energy. So we utilized that. I was also lakeside when they did a Reiki um, session with me. I was laying on the grass, so I was grounding and by the lakeside, and she's working on me. Basically, what happens in that Reiki is she's channeling my higher self. She's just a a tool. And um, so she's working on me, and... And I'm just instructed to let go of all that no longer serves me. And I don't know, we've been there for maybe 20 minutes-ish. And then a wind came up. And the wind came up. And we had white caps. And she said, let it all go, honey. The wind is here to take it. How beautiful is that, Ian?
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) So I let it go. And... Someone
1: help me out yeah it's a wonderful story it uh it really speaks to the issue of people raising their vibration i know some people don't even want to talk about that but uh if if you're if you're thinking of negative thoughts continually your life will manifest negative things And if you think more positively, more positive things will happen to you. But they won't necessarily happen in the timeline you want or how you want it. Um, It doesn't work that way. And I think you are just an amazing example of how attitude and cannabis can uh, heal both an emotional and a physical ailment. And uh, I think it's great. Fantastic. Fantastic.
3: Honey, did you use um, diet at all as a part of your arsenal to battle this?
2: You know, there were a couple of occasions where that came to mind, and I, I um, visited with the universe about that. And I, I eat a pretty decent diet. I mean, this day and age, it's hard to do it perfect. That's for danger. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we're low on the gluten, and and we're organic, and we eat well. So I never felt that that was it. When it would come up, I I the universe would say, mm, "Remember it's emotional." So my job was to heal my emotions, to work with my energy. I came to learn through this that I was that I am an empath, and I I was never taught how to protect my energy. So I'm learning that and I'm teaching I am I'm encouraging other empaths to learn how to protect their energy. And gosh, that's something we all should know.
3: <laughs> it's pretty uh, important. No doubt, no uh, doubt. Honey,
1: explain to uh, some of our audience who may not know what you mean by you're an empath.
2: Um, I am just wired where I feel, and I feel things deeply. I'm very caring, so you know you're gonna feel great joy or great sorrow. Um, and I was a hugger. And energy is interesting. It can glob onto you when you don't want it globbing onto you. (laughs) I don't do that as much anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Universe, is this okay (laughs) before I engage in a hug?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so you're a hugger? Now, now that you are cancer free, did your original doctor or oncologist uh, try and get you to take uh, traditional medicines?
2: No, you know Ian um as soon as i was as soon as I got the diagnosis, I knew my path mm-hmm. and um, I really like cell phones because you just go all the way down to that phone number and you go block collar. <laughs> <laughs> because boy was my phone ringing man they wanted me in a next appointment they wanted to schedule surgery and and i there wasn't anything there wasn't a cell in my body that that said do surgery had i heard that that was my path i would have Mm -hmm. but didn't in fact my son was challenged with that he called me and said mom will you please will you please consider um having a hysterectomy because that would have been um the root Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and and i said i want you to know that i hear you um but i'm i this is my journey and i need to follow my heart and there's nothing in my heart that says to remove it and i asked him if he would honor that and he did So it was extremely fun to call him the day I got the news. And he's like, Oh mom, I'm so excited.
3: (laughs) Uh, And what I,
2: what I learned is as I was going through this, um, my girlfriend's mom had been in town and she was, she had a daughter who also experienced uterine cancer two years ago. And, she did what Western medicine wanted and she had a full hysterectomy only to get cancer back two years later. Mm. And in a homeopathy book, they say that is what happens. So, um, I really feel that for me, when I got that information in the middle of my, my journey here, my treatment, I knew it was confirmation that I'd made the right choice. Do you know
3: what would say would be was the most difficult part of the cannabis oil regime if there was something that was particularly difficult
2: um i think there were a couple of days that it was hard because you knew you were high af right (laughs) you're trying to to hold a conversation and it's just not coming together that was kind of hard but in lieu of life, is I mean, I can endure that, right? Yeah. And then, and then we just had to laugh at things like uh, about supper time. I would like start two to three, uh, two to three meals at the same time. <laughs> My husband, would like, <laughs> he, he would be served something different than I told him we were having. <laughs> so that was hard. And there was one time towards the end where I I kind of felt like I had a fever and I didn't feel very good. Um so we my husband sat on the bed and we were discussing, you know, what do you think is going on and and we decided that there may be a two tu- you know a tumor that maybe got cut off of the blood flow and there was some kind of infection. Um so then I used a product that we use that's very controversial. Oh no. (laughs) It's called MMS.
1: Oh yeah. I've tried that.
2: Yeah. So we we are faithful users of that for 15 years. So it's one of the arsenals in the back pocket. Do not fear it. It is it's a water purifier and we are not meat suits. We're water.
1: (laughs) Yeah. When I tried it, it didn't taste very very good.
2: Yeah. It's
1: It's uh, an acquired taste, let's put it that way.
2: Well, how long ago did you try it?
1: Ooh, this would be probably 15 years ago.
2: Yeah, it's better now. They have strawberry flavor now,
3: Ian. (laughs) 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 It's better. Was your husband as, as confident or solid in your resolve that this would work? Was he he totally on board with you as well? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. We, um, we're blessed. We we're like high school sweethearts. We got married at 19 and, and uh, we had three sons in 20 years. We said, we told people as just to prove that you can stay in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's a really good supporter. He rolled out the red carpet for me for sure.
1: Oh, that's fantastic.
2: I know.
1: I won't ask you what your age is.
2: (laughs) Why not? It's just a number, Ian.
1: (laughs) How old are you, honey?
2: I'm 61.
1: (laughs) Oh, fantastic. You should say young'un. Corey, she's young.
2: Corey, what?
1: (laughs) I said, Corey, she's young.
3: She's young. Yes, she is young. I know, because we're elderly. You're
1: particularly elderly. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, starts. Honey, what words of wisdom would you like to conclude uh, our conversation with?
2: I guess to absolutely trust your higher power. To let go of what no longer serves you. And... um To be love.
1: Yeah, well said. It was great of you to share your story. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks very much.
2: Did I put my mantra in there? You did. Yeah, you did. I'm looking at my notes going, did I?
1: (laughs) 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 Thanks so much for this.
2: You're welcome. Have a great day.
1: You too.
3: Thanks, honey, so much. Love to all. Aw, thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: As many of you are aware, Cannabis Health Radio, we rely on listeners for support. We have no advertising. And if you'd like to support us, there are two ways you can do that. Either a one-time donation for as little as $5 a month, or you can make a monthly donation. Just go to our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. And a pop-up window will guide you through the process. And for those fabulous folks who have made donations, we're extremely grateful. And we would like to thank you for your kind support. And also, we are now posting our YouTube well, not YouTube videos anymore, posting our podcasts on Rumble. And uh, you can find Cannabis Health Radio there. And with that, we'll be back next week with another edition of Cannabis Health Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, cannabishealthradio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you.
2: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
3: Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, Best and worst practices, products, education and advocacy. Whether you're can of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has Canna Conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnect's network.